You're listening to the Limitless Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why, and what of creating limitless careers with me, Just Jazz. I'm a multi-passionate, wildly ambitious lover of tea and r and I'm also on a mission to guide more high achievers to the careers and lives they deeply desire through coaching. Yeah, you heard me, desire. No shame or secrets about it. Here, we boldly embrace ambition by owning, being, and doing more in our careers. And in each episode, we break down the barriers to creating something that will make you and everyone you know step back in awe while keeping it simple. So what are you waiting for? Let's dive into the episode. Hi, Kat. Hiya. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. I'm really, really well. Um, fun fact for those who are listening, you won't be able to see it, but Kat and I have rocked up in the same colour. So we're wearing <laughs> very lovely khaki green yep. and we both have a scarf in our hair. We have a headband. Yep. It's a vibe. It's a look. We didn't plan it, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so excited. This is part of the conversation series that I am running where I get to sit down and just be nosy and we pick a topic and we deep dive into that just from a different perspective. I think many of these topics you will have all heard me talk about on the podcast, but I think it's just so much better to get some other viewpoints, some other experiences. Um, And our topic today is ambition as part of our identity. So that's what we want to explore. So I want to actually just start off with a question that I've been asking quite a few people recently and the people that get it do and other people probably are just like, why is she asking this question? But Kat, when did you first realise that you were ambitious? So I love this question because for a long time, I did not think I was ambitious. Um, And I think because I think I felt ambitious almost in a negative way. It was like it Mm. was like it had this negative connotation to me, uh, like when I was growing up and younger. Um, So I would say it's probably only quite a recent discovery, like maybe in the last five to 10 years um, that I kind of really was like, yeah, actually I am really ambitious. And this is a word that I identify with and kind of feel that, yes, I definitely am. Whereas for so many years before, it was like, no, that's not me. I am not that person. Uh, So Mm. I think this is a really interesting topic to discuss. Yeah, I totally understand what you mean when you say kind of having those negative connotations. Um, And I think for me, that was always really interesting because in my household, I would describe my dad as quite ambitious. He worked for himself, always had. We have a family mission statement, inspirational quotes. You know, my dad was the affirmation manifestation dude before it became a very, very trendy thing. And probably if I spoke to him about it today, he wouldn't identify it as that. He'd just see it as like, it's a mindset thing. That's just what you do. If you want something, you print a picture of it, you put it on your wall, you see it every day. You know, Mm -hmm. again, we recognize that as manifestation now. Um, But I only met the negative connotations when I went out into the world, like I went into school. And, you know, people ask you what you want to be. And I always had an answer for that. The answer changed. But I always had an answer. You know, I was the seven-year-old that wanted to be a lawyer or a TV presenter or a writer or a journalist. There was always something where I knew what my path was going to be or, or that I wanted to be intentional about having a path. And that took a lot of people back, especially at a young age, because it was like, okay, wow. Hmm, interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I also, in a very interesting way, when I put myself back into those moments of telling sort of teachers and supervisors or like, you know, kids club people that I also realised because of how life works, they probably might have been a little bit triggered by this seven-year-old being like, I want to do this. Because mm-hmm. also living and believing and understanding that it's all changed. Like it's not as simple. It's not as predictable. So I can also imagine that being almost part challenge to them, but also part, this is lovely, but I don't want you to be disappointed in how life plays out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, nobody ever really gave that to me. It was just very much, oh, that's great to hear. Anyone else? You know, and just mm-hmm. kept it moving. Mm-hmm. But there was still that moment of like, oh, gosh, I thought you... And I wanted to be quite serious things. Like I said, I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a barrister at some point. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I went down a bit of a memory hole there. But <laughs> I think our ambition lives by itself quite happily but then mm-hmm. it gets tested when it has to go out into the world I um, agree and I and yeah. I think that's in part what happened to me is I feel like as a very young child I probably did have that but then I you know as you kind of reach that slightly older but still a child phase I was made to feel like those were not things that I could achieve and mm. so I kind of squashed that that feeling of 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 those kind of I don't know, goals that you have as a little kid. And I remember very much, you know, at the at the age when you're at school and you have to choose, you know, what subjects to do for your exams and what you want to do, you know, what you might want to do at university or, or what you want to do after school, all of those kinds of things. And I had no idea. Um, mm. And I had no idea for a very long time. And I think part of that is because that ambition that I had as a kid was kind of squashed a little bit and I kind of made it, I hid it inside a little bit. And I, mm. I would say it's not till more recently that I've gone, actually, I am really ambitious. It's just maybe the ambition that I have and the goals that I want for life are different than the norm mm. or what they were at school when I was at school anyway. Yeah. What are some of those ambitions for you now? So I love that. Um, so I think for me, it's about creating a certain kind of life for my family um and not willing to stop until I achieve that um and I think for a long time I didn't realize that that was part of ambition um Mm. that I kind of wanted to achieve certain things and to have that life and I'm very driven to achieve that life and to to get those things that I want for my family um so yeah I I would say most of it kind of fits in with that and wanting to have this life that I long for and that I dream of and yes the pictures on the wall you know all those kind of the manifestation all that kind of thing that's the side of things that I would say really drives me now yeah what was your journey to recognizing that I guess because it's all I'm imagining a little bit of a butterfly to be honest <laughs> yeah I'm just being a little bit of a in, inside a cocoon and then more recently than just spreading your wings a little bit and being like this is me I do want more I do want I desire this deeply for my family and for my life. So I think um, I've got quite a bit of a long backstory from that side of things that involves health issues um, that have kind of formed that story for me. Um, And actually it was during my second year of university, I was actually diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer in my Mm -hmm. right ear. Um, And I had to kind of stop uni and have treatment, procedures, surgery, et cetera, et cetera. 
went back to uni for my third year, having missed a year, basically. It was because it kind of happened at the end of my second year as I was going into my third year. So I kind of skipped Mm -hmm. a year and then went back to do my third year and didn't have a very good time of it and ended up leaving. Um, And then working in my dad's business. And I kind of had this thing where I felt like because of my cancer diagnosis, my life had formed a certain path that I didn't feel in control of. Mm. Um, and as much as there were some really good things that had happened in my life, there were, I just didn't feel like it was something that I had chosen to do because I never got to finish my degree and do all of, and explore what was out there in the world, basically. Um, and it wasn't until actually then I was re-diagnosed again in, so that first happened in 2006 when I was only 21. Yeah. I was then re-diagnosed in 2012 because it had spread to my lungs Um, And I had to have a lot of surgery and was off work for such a long time. And I was so grateful that I worked for my dad because Mm. I wouldn't have been able to do that working somewhere else. Um, And being able to have that kind of flexibility with work and life balance and have all of that. Um, And it's at that point that I kind of realised, unfortunately, this the type of cancer that I have is likely to be something I'll live with for the rest of my life. Um, But it's a very slow growing non-progressive or it can be non-progressive kind so um since 2012 I've basically had to have a procedure every kind of three years where they'll kind of zap I like to say little Mm. nodules in my lungs and stuff like that so I'm kind of living this this kind of health illnessy kind of life Mm. but it made me realize how much more I wanted from life And that I kind of had two choices. I could kind of sit and just let life happen to me, as was this health stuff that I wasn't in control of, or I could kind of take life by the hands a little bit and see what I could do in the areas I could control to try and create more. Um, And so that's, that's where it came from. And it was actually while I was I'd had, um, before I'd had that second diagnosis in 2012, I'd had a business on the side that I, because I'd had this feeling of, I was working for my dad and as much as I liked it, I didn't feel that it was something I'd kind of chosen to do. So I started my own Mm. business on the side, um, which I really loved. But then when I had that diagnosis, I had to stop that. Uh, But then after that diagnosis, I explored other options. And so having my own business was always something that I felt was my way to get that my own identity, my own ambition, like my own goals out there, if that makes sense. So it was kind of that, that, that journey in a sense of having that diagnosis and, and not, it's not really just the diagnosis. It's actually the living with it that Mm. makes you think, okay, what do I actually want from life? And, and having a diagnosis that to the world is life-threatening, but for me right now is not it still makes you question those things. And a lot of it is around, I want to leave a legacy. I don't want to, you know, I want to be remembered. I want all of those kinds of things. It does make you think about those things that maybe you wouldn't think about before um, or without a serious thing happening in your life, whether it's a health issue or something else. Um, And I think that is what made me realize that actually this is what I want and I am really ambitious and I really want to make it happen and I can make it happen um Mm. you know if I want it enough I can make it happen um and you know the the illness side of things doesn't have to stop it from happening so yeah that's kind of 
my long-winded <laughs> no, explanation. Was, my my butterfly, my us. butterfly growth. <laughs> the butterfly journey. Thank you so yeah. much for taking us on that because there's so much in that that choice and control. When you said those words, I was just like, "That's it. That's it." Mm-hmm. Any any ambitious or high achieving person that I talk to, it's about choosing their life. Yeah, 100%. Choosing how they spend their time mm-hmm. and having an element of control. Knowing mm-hmm. not everything is controllable, mm-hmm. but all, everything can't be uncontrolled. <laughs> exactly. For me, I, I, I need to have some form of... Like, I'm, I, my husband jokes I'm a bit of a control freak about these things sometimes. Yeah. You know, but I, I need that in my life. I need, And I think when you have something major that you're not in control of, to have something that you are in control of is really important. Mm. Um. And I think, you know, all the stuff that I've been through has really helped. I always feel that resilience is one of my superpowers because of what I've been through, which is really great as an entrepreneur. When you're running your own business, you need to have resilience. So I'm very kind of, I I try and see the positives in that, you know, that's a good thing that I've got because of everything that I've been through. So, Mm. um, and I think it's a good thing that it's, it has, as I say, I think as a very young kid, I probably was ambitious and then it got squashed and then this brought it back out again. And would it have been brought out again if that hadn't happened? I don't know. So mm. I think that's, again, it's nice to look at the, I don't want to say it's a benefit of going through what I've gone through, but the positives maybe is is the better way yeah. of framing it. Like what are the good things that have come out of this? Um, and that's what I always try and focus on. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's huge. And I think that's what's so interesting about our topic being sort of ambition as part of our identity. But it's almost like our identity is our identity. Ambition is just one of the ways that we can describe it or articulate Mm -hmm. it. A lot Mm -hmm. of people don't realise the definition of ambition is just more, wanting more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge part of the negative connotations because a lot of times, especially in media and public society, that's connected to money. Mm-hmm. And most especially the stories or the cautionary tales of somebody wanting more to the detriment of others. Mm-hmm. Whereas in reality, that's not the option. Uh, that's not the option. Sorry, not option. But that's not, it's not at the core of most of our ambition. Mm-hmm. Money mm-hmm. may be in there somewhere, but if you dig a little bit deeper, you'll see that's to do with lifestyle, wanting to help a particular community or exactly like you said, leaving a legacy and understanding that our ambition is the pathway to it. Us following mm-hmm. these desires and having them in the first place. Exactly like you said, you know, if I want it enough, then yeah. And I think part of it's about believing that you can as well. Mm. And I know for a lot of people, it's it's kind of like, I think a lot of us have this deep inset that we want more, but it's whether you believe that you can have more. That's mm. That's... A lot of it's around that as well. And I think when you've got ambition, you believe it's possible because you'll do the work to make it happen. Yeah. Um, I think a lot more. And, and, and I think, yeah, so believing that it can happen and that you can make it happen, but also believing that even if you don't quite get to the end goal, getting here is still, you know, getting just below it is still really, really good and yeah. still much better than where you are now. That's That's kind of always my thing is I actually don't always, as much as I'm driven by that end goal, I'm also driven by the fact that even just slightly close to it would still be awesome and I still want to be there. So I think that's part of it as well. It's exactly that. It's that you get to define the more. And I think that's the thing when we we look out into the world, exactly like I said, ambition kind of lives by itself alone. But then when you look out into the world and it's like, 
other people, or I even found this, I found other people like super motivated by money. Like there was a, there was a moment in life where I was going down this route of being like a sales person mm-hmm. because I can talk to people for days. I was like, yeah, no. Same. <laughs> it's that, you know, and I remember going to like this group assessment. I was just like, I'm not competitive. I'm not driven in the same way that other people are. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if I can help you, you know, I'd be the worst salesperson because if I don't think that the product or the item or whatever Can't sell will it. work, I just won't. Yeah. Same. I, that's exactly <laughs> the way like, I do sales as I'm well. I'm going to be real with you. This is not, not for you. here. Go next door. Yeah. And what you need to ask for is the blah, blah, blah. And that, yeah. for me, inherently is like job well done. I helped somebody today. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's just like, so what are our sales for today, Jazz? It's like, um, and I think this is I think I think this is where competition or being competitive and mm. being ambitious sometimes people think they're the same and they're not yeah. the same because I I agree that's exactly how I approach sales um and how I always have and I actually think I'm very good at sales because mm. of that and I yes. love sales because of that but I think that to be able to if I was in competition with other people in a sales team, like you just described, Mm. that would never be something I would be comfortable doing. And I think that's where competition and ambition need to be, or competitiveness and ambition need to be separated a little bit because not all Mm. of us are both. Yeah, it's true. I'm not, I'm not really competing against myself, but again, that's like, yeah, same. (laughs) I think for me I want everybody to win so I struggle to be competitive because I want everybody to win I don't want anybody to lose Um, so again from a sales perspective I want the client to win just as much as I'm winning and if that means not buying the thing I'm selling then that's what it means This week's podcast is sponsored by Ambitious Career Strategy, the six-week group program that shows you how to turn every career lemon into the juiciest lemonade. Learn to own your impact, show up authentically and get stuff done to reach your career goals. This is the program designed to stay with you beyond the six weeks and give you a plan that fits like Cinderella's slipper. Go to justjazz.co forward slash career dash strategy to join the next cohort. And I also just think times were different, you know, when we were kids and stuff. I just think the world was a slightly different place. I hope it's changing. I really hope it's changing. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, ambition, competitiveness, bossiness. Were you ever told you were bossy? I was told I was bossy all the time. Yeah, I was. In a very negative, it was all very neg. like it was It was a negative thing. Yeah. And I think and nobody I tried- took a moment to kind of go, if I didn't do that, then the sports team wouldn't have precisely done the sport yeah it's that it's not like I jump into it it's just there was a space of chaos yeah and it's just like hang on a minute let's let's take away that negative and try and and kind Mm. of show young people that those are all really good traits um and I'm hoping that that's happening a bit more today than when I was a kid at least um and I think that's I think that's part of it is I squashed all of that because it was made out that all of those things were negative and that I shouldn't be any of those so it was not till you know I'm in my mid-30s now that I'm kind of like hang on a minute 
I am ambitious. I am, I guess, sometimes competitive, but with myself. Um, Mm. I am bossy. I am a boss. You know, all of those things. And actually, they are what's helping me to get the life that I want to have. And that is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the other shifts, I guess, or ways of being in in your business and life um, that are kind of inspired by the ambitious side of you? Good question. I think going back to the sales side of Mm. things, I think that is important as well because for a long time, and I don't know if this is a British thing, if it's a woman thing or what it is, but sales was like, ooh, icky. You don't want yep. to be salesy, you know? I almost feel like it's both. <laughs> and I'm just, I think, yeah, it's a British and a woman thing. I think it's just like, ick, you know, that's not for us. You know, we don't do that. And it was, again, a more recent thing around the time of embracing my ambition that actually I love sales. I'm really good at sales in those situations. As I say, not in, not against a team, not in that situation. Um, but like for my business, I'm very good at sales. And I think it's kind of understanding that actually that is a good thing. And again, it's not a negative. It's kind of embracing those things that as a kid, you were. I felt I was taught was, were negative things. Um, or in our in our society you're taught that it's a negative thing that's being salesy is negative Um, and it's kind of embracing that and I think the ambition is a big part of that because I'm driven for this to achieve this kind of life that I want to to live but I'm also driven to help people as well Mm. and again I think sales comes down to that too so I think it's all it's all kind of interlinked yeah answer your question yeah yeah that definitely no it's important and I think that's the thing it because that's why I frame the question in that way because it's just a way of being it just you know it's just a different thought process somebody comes to challenge you we just think about it slightly different Mm -hmm. that's what I found Mm -hmm. a lot of the times or my goal setting process might look different to someone else's because I will note the audacious thing because I believe that if I hit that, that's amazing. But I also know that if I hit underneath that, it's still amazing. Exactly. exactly. I am not motivated by being like, okay, so what's the safest goal that I can set? Yeah, that does not what's work. What's the for safest? Me. But, you know, that, and, and again, this is not me. If you're listening and that's you, then this is not a judgment on that no. being you, right? That if that's how you goal set. But as an ambitious person, a huge thing for me is going, how much further? Mm-hmm. If I if mm-hmm. I applied more focus here, what could I achieve? It's the, mm-hmm. it's the my I see my possibilities as endless and as limitless in a way. So then I have a lot of fun <sighs> leaning over the edge of what that looks like what that number mm-hmm. is what that time spent is what that experience is right mm-hmm. um that then lights me up and motivates me and drives me to kind of go for it because of that sense of wonder of that you know aim for the moon fall on the stars type situation yeah what's possible like what could happen and i, I mean i agree with you completely i know i mentioned it before but i think for me it, it is always like i'm that's my you know my goal is one thing but falling just below it is still really awesome and I still mm. always am driven by that and want to achieve that and I'm very excited by doing that so I think that's a big yeah I think that's a part big part of ambition as well as kind of maybe embracing the side of things 
where the whole journey itself to achieving the thing mm. is an achievement. Yeah. Oh, the journey. <laughs> it, it is, is the, the journey. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It is that. And I think that that's exciting. And, it, you know, we're making magic. We create our lives in the journey. We think we create our lives in the destination, you know, the award, the launch, the moment, the acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. But it's in in the journey yeah um it's actually being made seeing reward in that is is huge i find that really useful and i actually also think another big part of this and another big part of kind of realizing i was ambitious and embracing my that that trait in myself and kind of kind of standing up and saying yes i am ambitious is being around other ambitious people Mm. where you can bounce off you know like we were just saying you know I was like oh I'm the same with sales you know having that that kind of connection and being around other people like that I just think is so important because having other people who are also driven and also have those you know it might be a different obviously different goals because we all have our own goals but all all have that drive to achieve um Mm. I just think it, it's a huge thing. It make, it helps you to realise that it's not a bad thing if you have grown up feeling that it was bad, like I did. But also, you know, to just step into it, which I think allows you to to do to achieve even more. Yeah, 100%. It's almost like chicken soup for the soul for mm-hmm. all the times when you were the odd one out because you're ambitious. Mm-hmm. Like, I am the person. We're at the birthday brunch. Jess, how you been? How did you spend your bank holiday weekend? Oh, I did a course. I learned a new skill. I did a look. And... Like, I feel like I've just exhausted everybody at the table. Yeah. Because then I'm like, how about you with the same level of excitement? And they're just like, just a bit gardening and just watch some TV. And I'm just like, and the, that's amazing. The problem However, then is, is that I, so what I would often do is just go, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Because I didn't feel comfortable sharing those things if I yeah. wasn't around people that I thought would either feel the same or at least even if they weren't, you know, there's nothing wrong with not being the same. Like that, that's, mm. but to cheerlead other people, no matter what they are, do you know what I mean? Yes. So rather than judge them for doing yeah. things differently than you do them. So if I was ever worried, I was around people that would be, you know, that that would cast judgment for me for not doing mm. what I should, in quotation brackets, be doing. Yeah. You know, that, and this is where I think the people that you, spend time with whether it's physically in person whether it's virtually online is so important because it just changes how you show up and it gives you permission to be the way that you are because you're in a space with other people being that way too and it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you know when you're in company or community with other ambitious folks that we don't have times where it's just like I did nothing because that was the assignment like (laughs) that was what I needed it's not that we're never not Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. um it's just having that space of you get it I know you get it so I don't have to explain that part absolutely I mean I I'm living with a chronic condition for the rest of my life I can't be on all the time like I have to I always say I'm a fan of the anti-hustle I can't hustle that's not but I can spend my free time doing a course or learning a new skill rather Mm. than like going out for a walk (laughs) yeah like that's just who I am (laughs) exactly and it's a choice and it's literally a choice and just because my choice sounds like doing a lot of stuff doesn't mean that it's any um any different any more or any less than um our choice so I think that that is so 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 important surrounding yourself with those folks finding those folks and where you have them just treasure them and 
Definitely. Hold on to them because it's just yeah. about us. Kind of going back to what you said about hoping that the world is changing is being able to advocate for ourselves in those spaces that we know are safe yeah. gives us the bravery and the boldness to do it in spaces where it may not be safe. There may be some judgment 100%. here, but it's all good because again, it's that very much, you know, it's, it's so much easier to be what you can see. And when we think about the generation behind us, when we think about our peers in, in entrepreneurship, when we think about our industries, right, the sectors that we're in, you know, are we showing up and being able to advocate for ourselves and showing up authentically as ourselves? And a part of that for me is ambition. So you're going to mm-hmm. see that, you're going to feel that when you meet me in person, just like if you browse my website or you engage with my content, I want to mm-hmm. let you know that me being me doesn't take away from your ability to be you. In fact, I want it to do the opposite. I want it to inspire you to be exactly you, be more you so that mm-hmm. we can all see that actually it's okay. And we can be more intentional about creating safe spaces for that mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, this is where stepping into things like being ambitious is so mm-hmm. important when you know if you ever and I'm hoping that not everybody today does have that experience that I had as a kid you know I'm hoping that when I had a kid not everybody had it as well anyway back then but Mm. if anyone who is listening and you know does have that feeling of oh no I don't you know I'm not ambitious that's not for me because it was made to feel that it was negative that actually it's not negative it's a really good thing and stepping into that can really change things in such a positive way yeah Oh, 100%. If you had some advice to maybe a listener or your younger self around ambition, what would it be? Oh, to stop listening to people who have a life you don't want. Mm. Because if, you know, what, what works for them in their life is great but it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you in your life, especially if they have a life that isn't what you want. Like, listen to people who have a life you want. Hang around with the people who have a life you want and stop listening to the people who have a life you don't want, who are the ones probably, for me anyway, telling me, mm. oh, you're bossy and, oh, you shouldn't want this and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with their life. I'm not saying it from a place of judgment. I'm just mm. saying it from a place of, that isn't what I want for my life. I want something different. And so I'm going to do something different to make that happen. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes we listen to other people and let it really sink in and affect our lives. Sometimes for too long, we make choices that actually aren't true to who we are. They're what we sh- think we should be doing. Mm. So let's throw out the shoulds and do and yeah, listen to people who have the life that you want to have. Yeah. That will help you make more informed decisions and choices that are actually what you want. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. That's it's okay. so refreshing to hear your perspective. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Um, if people want to stay connected with you, where should they go? What should they check Great out? question. Um, so I am all over the place (laughs) on all of the places as everybody is um so probably one of the best places to find me is on instagram just at cat birchmore um that's that's one of the best places i'm also over on facebook same name and um my website is catbirchmore.com or arinkycreative.com so you can find me there but probably let's connect on instagram that's probably the best place 
amazing. Thank you so much, Kat. What an episode. Want to continue the conversation? Join the Limitless Letter to get weekly resources for your high achieving career in a place where we all get what it means to embrace ambition and declare your desires. Go to justjazz.co forward slash join and I'll see you there.